You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 150. It is March 20th slash March 21st, 2018. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Slow news day, huh Liam? Yeah, um, I think our, we gotta start out with the biggest news story. Uh, Luke Harper pinned Jimmy Uso on SmackDown tonight. L O L O L O L. I went back and looked in our archives just to try to figure out when Daniel Bryan retired. Our 62nd episode is titled Thank You, Daniel Bryan. This is episode 150 of this show. <laughs> and it is, I don't know, Welcome Back, Daniel Bryan is probably the title of this episode. Yeah, that uh, that sounds nice. He's back. He's cleared. Now, the conspiracy theorist among us will say, well, this angle all along has been built. Clearly, it's been building to Daniel Bryan having a match. And all of the quote-unquote dirt sheets denied that report up until the last week to 10 days when there seemed to be some momentum going in the direction of logic. And today, <laughs> WWE announced that Daniel Bryan has been medically cleared and will return to the ring. It's looking like at WrestleMania, although they still haven't officially made that announcement yet, even after SmackDown this week. I don't even know what the... What do you think? I don't even know how to begin to unpack all of this. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I will say, I mean, you're right in the sense that they've been built. They, it feels like they've been building to this match for a long time. Um, but on the other hand, they built up a Daniel Bryan and Miz match last year, or maybe almost two years ago now, uh, and never even came close to paying that off. So it wouldn't be the first time that they built up Daniel Bryan to a spot that they couldn't or that they had no intention of paying off. But, I mean, this one did seem a little bit more... Uh, this is a little different than the Brian one, ever than the uh, than the Miz one. But, yeah, yeah, this is exciting, man. Um, I really, really love Daniel Bryan. He's my favorite wrestler. Um, if you are of the opinion that this guy has had a lot of concussions, and at some point a uh, pretty knowledgeable doctor said it would not be smart for him to ever get in the ring again. And you think, well, if he said that two years ago, then that's not, it's not good that he's getting back in the ring. I don't think you're necessarily wrong for having that opinion. Uh, the other side of that opinion, of course, is that he has been tested and cleared by many doctors, including uh, Joseph Maroon. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, there, as far as like how to feel about it, or is is WWE being dangerous or careless with his health? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, if they were careless with with his health, he would have been cleared a long time ago, right? Yeah, as particularly as scared as they are about, uh, I mean, they're being sued. There's a class action lawsuit uh, related to uh, concussions in them. So clearly. For legal reasons, I just thought he would never be in the ring again. I did think there was an outside shot that they that they would have him sign a waiver, or that they would agree that he would sign a waiver and not sue them if he uh, was injured. But then, you know, at a certain point, I feel like he is kind of family there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like 
John Cena has been the top guy forever. John Cena is probably the one top superstar that Vince is never going to have a falling out with and is kind of family. And he's Daniel Bryan's brother-in-law. So he's, I feel like they care about him as a human being to some extent, and maybe they wouldn't have allowed him to sign a whole harmless agreement or whatever it is that he joked about on talking smack that one time. Yeah, no, that, that, that all tracks pretty logically. I, uh, I mean, obviously they, they did their homework. They were very careful here. Um, this is obviously not something they were going to do uh, lightly. Uh, Dave Meltzer talked today about how, I guess this said he had started to hear a lot stronger rumblings in the last month or so about about this being a pretty definite possibility. But I guess the official clearing happened a lot more recently than that. Um, and, it, and it should be noted, uh, first of all, that I recognized uh, two of the names of the neurologists that cleared him just from sports medicine and reading concussion stuff. So like these are like top of the top of the line, you know, neurologists in sports medicine that have cleared him. Correct. And, and two, if you're looking for a source on this story, like Dave, Dave and Daniel Bryan are friends. So like, you know, yeah. he, he may have, uh, I don't want to say worked him because he could, I don't think Daniel Bryan is capable of working people unless, <laughs> unless you tell him to work people. But, um, like the reason, the whole reason that Brian went to get the the test that ultimately ended his career two years ago is because MMA fighters were getting it, and Dave told Daniel Bryan about it. Like I've, you know, I have not had that confirmed anywhere, but just reading between the lines, I am uh, smart enough to put two and two together. Uh, so it's like mm-hmm. if, you, if you're looking for a source on this story, yeah, the Observer's going to be pretty good, and the Observer that comes out Wednesday evening, I'm sure we'll have a lot more details. And I know, you know, you mentioned Dave on his own site today did an audio show where he gave, he gave details, but yeah, I mean, as recently as, I don't know, two weeks ago, he said that, uh, as of 10 days before that, which I take to mean that he had talked to, to Brian 10 days before that episode that, right. that he was not cleared, but I don't know. And then he said on his site today that he half ass knew over the weekend. So <laughs> whatever that means, <laughs> But you get that delicate. I believe what he said was that he had a single source, and that's that might that might be sort of a bygone era in maybe all forms of journalism at this point. But there was a working idea at one point in journalism that to confirm a story, specifically a story that big, you want two or three sources on it. So yes, as you mentioned, the source may very well have been Brian himself. But uh, if the comp- if someone else in the company would not confirm that to Dave. I don't, I don't necessarily blame him. That's, that's kind of an old school way of thinking, but um, I also understand if you report that Daniel Bryan comes back and some is coming back 100% guaranteed and then something falls through at the last minute. uh, Yeah. You, you don't look, you don't look smart. So I don't, I don't blame him for being cautious in that way. Well, yeah. So it's, it's a huge story and every major media outlet covered this story. So, Again, check out The Observer on Wednesday night for uh, more details on that. And stay tuned. No match announced as of our uh, press time here. But sure looks like Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is going to be on the WrestleMania show, even though Sami and Kevin were uh, storyline fired this week. 
yeah, I will just say the promo that Brian cut at the beginning of SmackDown this week. Um, it's just <laughs> there are a few guys in WWE who are really good baby faces. We we sing the praises of Johnny Gargano quite frequently on the show. We've talked in, in the past about how great a, of a baby face Sami Zayn was or or Becky Lynch or or Bailey in NXT or or somebody like that. But it's like Daniel Bryan come out, came out there and he for the most part, it seems, really just told the truth to people. And he talked about how he tried to kind of grin and bear it, and he tried to move on with his life and just be thankful that he had had the opportunities that he had had and to not be upset and to not be, you know, jealous of his of his fellow wrestlers who got to still go out there and, uh, and work in the ring. And he started talking about what his wife told him, and he started to cry. And he said that she told him, if you really want this, you have to go fight for your dreams because that's what Daniel Bryan does. He fights for his dreams. And that was just the best, man. And Daniel Bryan came out on the show, and he's the guy, man. He's the best guy in that company. One promo, and he's back. Like, there's, as a performer... I don't know. And obviously we'll have to see how well he does in the ring, um, what kind of style he works. I guess he gave an interview where he said he's been working on a, a new safer style. But if you saw what he did on SmackDown this week, it sure looked like the old, <laughs> the old Daniel Bryan style. He's still doing drop kicks in the corner where he kind of lands on his shoulder and, and uh, stuff like that. So he's, it, it still looks like Daniel Bryan, but yeah, um, as a promo, as a character, um, there's nobody better, man. Like, um, and I don't blame you if you're a little gun shy about the idea of him even being back in the ring. I don't blame you for that at all. I'm not saying you're wrong to think that, but as a fan, there are very few people in the history of professional wrestling who have connected with their audience the way that Daniel Bryan has. And so as a fan, I'm, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm more excited for this than anything else on WrestleMania. Wow. I mean, the bar is low. No offense to the bar. But, <laughs> uh, well, I guess AJ Nakamura is uh, is worth getting excited about, too. And Cena and Undertaker is going to be good if they ever give us that match. I think Roman Brock's going to be good. I think Charlotte and Asuka will be good. I think a lot of stuff on that show is going to be good. But as far as, you know, they always talk about, and it's you know sort of a, it's a marketing gimmick more than an actual thing. Sometimes it feels, but the WrestleMania moments, like that's going to be nothing short of great. It's going to be, you know, electric, all the, all the words Michael Cole likes to use. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And like I said, I'm, I'm just very excited as a, as a fan of professional wrestling, um, more excited for this than anything. So you got a brand split now, so you can keep them on the opposite brand from Roman at all times, right? <laughs> Well, I w- that's one. I would just look at that. One, yes, they should do that because if they end up on the same brand, then Brian's got to either be in a tag team with them or lose to him, and I don't want to see either of those. <laughs> um, but two, it's just like, yeah, if Brian is as as WWE has reported that he is clear to wrestle as much as he chooses, then yeah, I mean, I would think you would want him as the anchor on whatever show Roman is not as your. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to be the champion all the time, but as that as that top guy, they kind of have Orton and Styles kind of sharing that spot on SmackDown right now. But as you know, as that 
as that headliner and that that big star to sort of anchor the brand. Yeah, I would say, yeah, keep him on, keep, keep him away from Roman, please. Well, again, this is all very preliminary, and maybe more details will come out in the days, weeks, months to come. But just the preliminary figure that uh, the aforementioned Dave Meltzer floated on Tuesday was. Maybe Brian was looking to work somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 dates a year, which is maybe um, it's less than half more than a third of a full time schedule. Uh, so I don't know what that works out to be. Uh, well, I mean, obviously it works out to be. So what's that? Five, five days a month. So that's just TVs and pay-per-views. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he'll work like the Madison Square Garden house shows, the Staples Center house shows, you know, the big ones too. I'm sure he'll he'll work some non televised events for the most part. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I expect that he'll be um, mostly a TV and pay per view guy. I don't know that there is a ton else to get into this week. I'll just ask your big picture thoughts on Raw, SmackDown, the build to WrestleMania. Uh, anything on the build to take over uh, on WrestleMania weekend, uh, the Hall of Fame, anything, as we're kind of on the road to WrestleMania here, anything stand out to you this week in uh, WWE television? Um, yeah, a couple of things. I really did like the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar angle. I know some people seem like people were kind of split on it. I thought it was really good. Um, now, if you look at it as the segment was designed to get people to cheer Roman Reigns and boo Brock Lesnar. Well, um, that didn't work out so well. Um, well, it worked. It looked like once and then Brock kept coming back. And every time he came back, the crowd started <laughs> to cheer a little louder. It became comedy at a certain point. Yes. Um, so if they, if they uh, cut their losses or, or quit while they were ahead, whatever uh, cliche you want to use, they may have been all right with it. With that. I liked that angle. Um, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of work shoot stuff, but I think Roman's been doing as far as his performances go as an individual, this is some of the best stuff he's ever done. Um, yeah, other than that, you had a, another pretty good John Cena promo. Uh, you had, uh, one of WWE's favorite pastimes where, uh, a main eventer beat up the tag champs, but at least this main eventer is getting a tag title shot. So you can at least justify it that way. And then yeah. yeah, on SmackDown it was kind of in, in between. It wasn't it wasn't much of a show. Uh, you had Charlotte getting pinned by Natalia, and you had I guess the official announcement that it's the three way that we knew was coming that everyone with a pair of eyes knew was coming. Uh, Randy Rude and Jinder for the U.S. title. Um, just the barn burnerest match you've ever heard. Uh, and outside of that, uh, that's. That's kind of it. They, did you see that just god-awful Ronda Rousey uh, segment that they didn't air on TV? I saw stills from it. I did not watch the segment. It was, it was, it was bad, man. But it was, uh, it was off-screen, off technically. Um, they did do a very good video package with Ronda and Kurt. Uh, Ronda talked about losing in UFC and... Uh, you know, sort of some of the personal struggles she's gone through. And then um, it, it was uh, undercut with footage of her killing people in UFC and uh, 
got to hear Bruce Buffer made his Monday Night Raw debut. <laughs> and uh, love that guy. I, um, I'm not sure I would have done... I love that video package, by the way, that you're referencing, but I'm not sure I would have brought up the losses. I know that, that the point is, in baby faces when you're getting heat on a baby face is that you want to feel sympathy or em- empathy slash sympathy for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure Ronda Rousey needs that. I think Ronda Rousey's an ass kicker. And if you just portray her as an ass kicker, which they've done to this point, I'm not sure I would have gone there well, at let least, me, at let least let me, yet. Let me frame this to you in this way and give you a little bit of a Sophie's choice. Would you prefer that? Or would you prefer Stephanie and Hunter hitting tandem pedigrees on Kurt and Ronda? To get I mean, the heat and build sympathy. I mean, we're going to get that too, right? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Go home show. <laughs> Not even a question. <laughs> uh, can I watch the uh, Women's Evolution um, WWE 24 that was put on the network this week? Or I know they did one about, I don't know, maybe six or nine months ago about the Women's Revolution. And I started watching it and about five minutes in. It was just Stephanie McMahon lecturing me on how she invented feminism and <laughs> and the idea of equality, and I had to turn it off. And you know how much I love women's wrestling, and you know how not how bad it must have been for me to turn it off five minutes in. Can I watch the special this week? Absolutely. Do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I I I think you should give it a shot. Um, <laughs> the clips I've seen sh- uh, shared were mostly of interviews with people like Liv Morgan and some of the younger women on the roster um, <laughs> that seem very uh, just excited to be there. Um, so maybe if it, if the focus is kept more on, uh, on the actual women involved, maybe, maybe that'll be okay. Although the preview they showed on raw did start with Hunter lecturing them about how they're all part <laughs> of history. So Hunter mansplaining is the opening to <laughs> the, the women's empowerment uh, documentary, but uh Tremendous. I don't know. Give it a shot. You're you're you. You're gonna watch it. <laughs> uh, what was your what was your uh, line this week? It would be easier to make fun of me if I had any shame. Exactly. It's it's hard to really give Ethan too much crap. Uh, like uh, even 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 when he does boss time and stuff like that, because he's just uh, he's made his decision. He is who he is, <laughs> and uh, he no longer really feels much shame for it. So. I kind of, I'm kind of throwing, kind of, you're, you're kind of Teflon. I'm kind of, kind of throwing rocks, and they're just kind of bouncing off. So it's, it would be more fun if you, if you, if you still felt shame. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, New Japan Cup final this week: Saber versus Tanahashi. We're recording before that show. Uh, have you watched any of the New Japan Cup? I've watched most of it and enjoyed much of it. Have you gotten a chance to see any of that stuff? I've seen bits and pieces, uh, some of the highlights. Um, is Tanahashi, you think Tanahashi's ready to ready to go? Did he come back too soon? He looked great against, um, who did I see him against? <laughs> uh, Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson. I saw him against Bad Luck Fale, too. And it's hard to have a match with Fale. It's like having a match with a refrigerator. But uh, Ginger Mahal is a recliner. Bad Luck Fale is a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> those are the those that's what it'd be like trying to have a match with those guys but i mean he looked good against Fale, and he looked totally fine against juice so you know i'm not sure i'd want to be him in uh 10 years but <laughs> he looks he looks fine now i don't know 
I do just want to mention on the Tanahashi front, he and Jay Lethal are teaming up to face the Briscoes on the Supercard of Honor show. And Jay Lethal and Hiroshi Tanahashi is like the greatest tag team I would have never thought to put together. They're both they're both pretty great. I don't know why I still don't know why Jay Lethal well, I know why now, but like three years ago, I don't know why WWE didn't want him for NXT. Like they were just kind of starting the whole the touring brand thing with NXT, and I'm like, you need Jay Lethal. The guy's incredible. Yeah. Well, now it's three years later, and ROH is actually kind of Sinclair's actually kind of putting some money into ROH. So, I guess Daniel Bryan being off. Well, I guess his contract expired uh, after the or his non compete would have expired after the All In show. But I guess this probably takes away the chance that we see Brian working Mexico and new Japan and working with the, uh, the, those being the elite guys anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I guess it was noted by people that Cody had stopped doing the, uh, yes lock and the yes chance in his matches over the last month or so. So I guess maybe some of those guys were alerted ahead of time that it wasn't looking likely, but yeah, as you mentioned the date, I mean, the date for the all in show has been set for a while and, as far as we know, that was before Brian would have been uh, free to go. So uh, I guess they just kind of made their decision. Um, we do have the uh, the Long Beach show coming up this Sunday as well. Uh, the Golden Lovers and Young Bucks are the main event. I guess Rey Mysterio is still a question mark for this show, uh, as of when we're recording at least. Hopefully uh, they'll announce before the show if he's not going to be there. Um and uh, also the the world's largest bathroom break match of Jay White and Hangman Page will be taking place. I like I like Hangman. He's talented. I see. And I mean, I guess Jay White's talented too. I just, I just Jay White to me is like watching paint dry. It's just <laughs> Page at least does like he does like a standing uh, shooting star, and he does. Usually he does one thing a match that's like, oh, that was a cool spot, or oh, I've never seen that before. And Jay White to me is just like trying to play serial killer, and he looks like a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> Jay White, Jay White to me feels like what other people always say watching Randy Orton is like. Yeah, they that's say fair. like he's just going through the motions, and he doesn't have any intensity to him, and he's just a guy, and he's overrated, and why is he in this spot? I'm like, that's like everything everybody always says about when they don't like Randy Orton is kind of how I feel about Jay White. Yeah, that's that's more than fair. Well, I don't have a boss time this week, but uh, the team of Finn Balor and Sasha Banks won the second chance vote in the Mixed Match Challenge, and we'll be taking Becky on... Becky and the, Sammy were robbed. And they will take on the Robe Warriors next Tuesday night. So perhaps next week, depending on when we record, I might have a uh, might have another boss time next week. But um, yeah, that's about all I got this week. You got anything else? I guess we can mention the the ultimate deletion was uh, oh. was Monday. And if you liked the original final deletion, and you just wanted to see all those same jokes again, boy, was that the thing for you? Um, but like less good. Um, that was, that was the show for you. Um, so like three times as many people saw that as saw it on TNA television. But as far as the people that would get it, didn't all the people who were going to get it, get it the first time? I would think so. Um, and maybe their idea is, well, we had to do like a, a, 
a, a pilot for it. And so we had to, to, for the larger audience and then, you know, down the road, Matt can do a big wacky one with all the cameos and all sort of some, some of the crazier stuff that we saw in the later ones where, you know, there's volcanoes going off and, and, and obviously Bray Wyatt fell into the lake of reincarnation at the end. So I'm sure something wacky will come of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's pretty underwhelming. It also didn't necessarily help to have your lead play by play announcer, Michael Cole, apologize to the audience and tell them what they were about to watch was awful and obnoxious. Not what I would have done. Um, if I was trying to promote something on, on my show, cause you know, and I would want guys to come off as bigger stars, but it, it kind of felt uh, someone mentioned this on Twitter. Um, that it kind of felt like like when they brought in Sting, like they didn't want to do it. They kind of hated it. They didn't get the appeal, but they felt like they had to do it. So they did it, and then now we're done with it. And so I'll be interested to see if if like he's just back to being regular Matt Hardy soon. I guess the ratings will tell. I mean, it was edited off the Hulu version of Raw this week, so someone didn't think enough of it to include it on that edition. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll we'll find out. Well, yeah. Again, the idea that Michael Cole would be trashing it when uh, I mean, very clearly using words that Vince McMahon would use to describe it um, is is kind of telling that they didn't think much of it. I I think I mean the third hour is all, always down, but my impression is that they did do a a pretty decent rating. I think the ratings the ratings dropped like an hour ago, but we're on the air now. So, but I don't, I don't think they staged to watch Matt Hardy. So if WWE wants to use that as an excuse for, for, uh, to can his stuff, well, they have their excuse now. Matt Hardy didn't keep the audience. The announcing was, I know this is not a newsflash. I was yelling and cursing at the television, not, (laughs) not yelling, but I was cursing at the television during raw last night, during raw on Monday night, because, the announcing was just so terrible. Like I, was, I said, could you please stop bickering with each other and just make an attempt to get the product over? It's really not that difficult. <laughs> it's pro- like- it's wrestling. It's not that difficult to to understand your role. <laughs> and clearly, Vince doesn't care because he would tell them to shut up and stop bickering with each other and stop burying baby faces like Cole does all the time. But Cole's just concerned. Cole is probably the best of the three right now and on raw and he's still will always take, um, will always take a a chance to uh, correct one of the other guys or try to make himself appear smarter or more with it than the other guys at the expense of getting the product over. And graves to me is like Matt striker 2.0 right now. And coach is uh, getting worse with every passing week. And they were, (laughs) they were just awful on Monday. Yeah, they're not very good. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's something, and God knows what it could be, but there's something Bri- Byron Saxton actually made like an analogy on the show this on SmackDown this week that I thought was good. And Whoa. I was like, I, 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 oh, he compared, uh, Natalia was looking to upset Charlotte, and he compared it to how Rusev has been looking to upset AJ and Nakamura in the last couple of weeks. And he's like, it's not unlike how Rusev has been trying to insert himself into the WWE title picture. And I was like, that was... It was good, Byron. That's that's it's never happened before. Um, <laughs> I just always think of that time that uh, 
Cole and Booker T got beat up by Brock on that one Raw after Mania, and they left Byron out there by himself. <laughs> and he was just like the scared little puppy that was afraid to talk. And I'm sure people were shouting at him anyway for not talking enough. And so like halfway through the show, they sent Lawler out there to save him. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, was, uh, yeah, at this point, the SmackDown crew, which I, uh, don't have a lot of strong feelings for, uh, yeah, better, better than the raw crew probably. Um, but, uh, and, and, the who's, who's doing two Oh five live. It's Nigel. And, uh, is it Lonnie Donegan? Lonnie Donegan is the guy's name. Yes. 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 Uh, I watched two. Oh, I do want to mention this. We're going to, we're going to get out of here. I promise in like 10 seconds, <laughs> but last week on two Oh five live, Roderick strong wrestled Cedric Alexander. And it was outside of Gargano and almost, it was the best WWE match I've seen this year. So everyone should go watch that match. That's all I got. All right. Till next time. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back next week with more stories from the wrestling life. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the elite podcast network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. need to get that breaking news out that Roderick Strong and Cedric Alexander were good at wrestling. <laughs> I see. And I needed to I needed to bitch about the announcers again for the 3000th time. <laughs> eh, it's fine. Hey, remember how they suck? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> All right. Mm. Um, and the shovel I was using, well, if I was a foot shorter, it would still have been too small for me to really be using. <laughs> I see. So my lower back is in just ridiculous pain right now. But otherwise, it's, that's horrendous. It's fine. I, it's fine. It's, I'm still I, at the age where icy hot works. So oh, cool. okay. So I'm uh, I'm trying that right now. So it's a different kind of discomfort, but better so, than. I got a, uh, so the other day, uh, speaking of, you know, talking about being at the age where Icy Hot still works, the other day, I, uh, like a, um, it looks like a, a, like a whitehead or something appeared right on my thumb joint. Uh, 
Uh-huh. I'm like, what the heck is that? It's like right on the, the, so I Google it and it's like, yeah, that's a sign of a rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> um, if you, uh, like, you know, if you texted a lot that day or something or, you know, everybody jams their phones with their thumbs or whatever, it's like, yeah, yeah. you, you, uh, you just inflamed, you know, that area, but also that's a sign of arthritis. So <laughs> good effing times. <laughs> Fall apart. <laughs> It's all over. Turned 25 this year. Gray hair. Jeez. Back hurts. No. I invested in a one of the in a in a in a grown up um uh ergonomic snow shovel eh, about a month and a half ago maybe. And, and in a winter where we didn't have any real snow. And then uh I guess I'm glad. I don't know. I honestly uh, I ain't been outside in a while. I haven't, I haven't looked out the window. In a... <laughs> Solid reference, by the way. Thank you. Um, I, I haven't been outside in about, f- or looked outside in about five hours, so I don't know what's going that, on out there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in your, your neck of the woods. Apparently, it's it's kind of slowed down now, and I guess it's going to pick up overnight and snow all day tomorrow. So I, I'm not, I've am i banked pretty heavily on a snow day tomorrow, I'm not going to lie. With the amount of energy that I've expended uh, today... I, uh-huh. I'm banking pretty heavily on the work tomorrow, so Same. <laughs> fingers crossed. I try to keep on keeping on.